0: Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions.
1: Caleb and I had been riding our motorcycles that morning, taking advantage of some precious downtime. My motorbike plunged into the murky depths. I felt the water penetrate my riding gear as I sank down into the swift current. I had ridden off the edge of a bridge and now my motorcycle was sinking to the bottom of the flooded creek as I held on for dear life to some submerged place.
0: Oh, no! What a predicament! Will our missionary be able to save his motorcycle? Will his hand slip and cause him to be sucked under the flooded bridge? Will his son Caleb fall into the raging stream too? Don't worry. Stay tuned and you'll get all your answers soon. Greg Timmons and his wife Molly and their children are missionaries to the Penang people in the highlands of northeastern Cambodia. These people are foresters and farmers, and their lives center around worship of nature spirits as they perform numerous ceremonies designed to appease these animistic spirits. Today's story, however, takes place a few years earlier, when the Timmins family was serving the Great River people to the south. This group lives in the Great River Valley, making their living by fishing and farming and working in the metalwork and woodworking trades. Unlike their counterparts to the north, they have adopted Islam as their religion. Though, if truth be told, it is mixed heavily with the same animistic practices of their neighbors. It is here, during a break between the monsoon rains, that our story takes place. Greg calls his story, Angels in Underwear.
1: My name's Greg Timmons, and I'm a missionary, along with my wife Molly, and children to the Phnom people in the highlands of Cambodia. This story comes when we were missionaries in the lowlands with the Great River People Project. Caleb and I had been riding our motorcycles that morning. Taking advantage of some precious downtime. As we pulled away from our house, I felt a strong impression that we needed to pray. Generally, we hadn't made prayer a habit when we went motorcycle riding. After all, we have our own personal devotional time and family worship every morning, but that morning I sensed we needed it. So after offering a short prayer, We pulled out of our driveway and made our way along the slippery road through the low hills that rise gently from the great river. Rain from the night before had caused some flooding, so we had to drive carefully through swollen streams and over wet ruts that crisscrossed our path. Most of the streams we had to ride through were only a little over a foot deep. We thought the final stream would be no different. What's the best way to cross? I asked a nearby fisherman as we sized up our final water obstacle. Hmm, keep to the left, he replied. Hmm, must be less bumpy on the left, I thought to myself. As we watched other motorcycles cross with ease, our confidence grew. Hmm, the water must be no more than two feet deep, I mused. So we edged our front tires into the water and began to cross. Perhaps 20 feet from the far shore, I swung my motorbike too far left and was suddenly in deep water. Ah! It's a bridge, Dad, Caleb yelled, you've driven off a bridge. Little did I know that this was not your average flooded stream, but a sizable creek whose bridge had been completely submerged by the flood waters. Now I was hanging onto my motorcycle with one hand while gripping the underwater bridge with the other. I tried heaving the bike to the surface. The handlebar reappeared above the brown, soupy water, but it was too heavy to lift higher as it sank down beneath the water. I felt the current sucking it under the bridge. I glanced at Caleb who by this time had made it all the way across to the far bank. His face reflected the despair of seeing all his dreams of riding motorcycles with his dad sunk in a split second. Even if we did end up getting the motorcycle out, would it ever run again? I snapped back to the moment. Chewie pong! I yelled to some onlookers who had gathered on the bank to watch the spectacle. "Jui pong! Which means, please help, please help. Suddenly, men came rushing toward me, stripping off their clothes all the way down to their underwear as they ran. Some took hold of the motorbike under the murky water, while others grabbed onto them lest they fall into the surging current. Together, they heave the motorbike up onto the bridge. After thanking all of my rescuers, I pushed the sodden motorbike a short distance down the road to a hovel that turned out to be the home of a master motorcycle mechanic. Well, a $10 bill later, and a bit of disassembly and drying with the hairdryer, and my motorbike was practically as good as new. As Caleb and I rode home that afternoon, I shudder to think what would have become of my motorcycle if it hadn't been for those angels in underwear and that mechanic. Despite all the bad news we hear every day, my faith in humanity received a boost that day. No, not everyone has a kind heart, but enough people still have God-given love and respect for their fellow men and lend a hand when the going gets tough.
0: I pray all of us will do the same. Friends, do you have this God-given love and respect for the unreached peoples of the world? Why not become an active supporter of a missionary family through your prayers and gifts? Simply go to afmonline.org and click on the Missionaries tab to find an AFM family to support. As you heard in our story, prayer is a powerful means to solicit God's help, whether it be through angels from heaven (laughs) or angels in underwear. In addition, AFM missionaries rely on your gifts for their daily needs and all of their mission project expenses. Partner today to help them reach the unreached for Jesus. Point your browser to afmonline.org and select the Missionaries tab. We have a little time left, so how about another story? Yeah? I thought so. Molly Timmons closes out our story time with her narration of The Law of the Jungle.
2: My name is Molly Timmons, and my family and I are working in the Penong Project in Cambodia. And um, our project there, we have a school that's grades kindergarten through sixth grade, and each year they've been adding one more grade. And it's known to be the best school in the area, so it's a real light in the community. Most of the kids are either Buddhist or animist, so it's a real opportunity to share Jesus with the community. Greg and I are also working in a Penong village. We've just finished building our house there. So we're going to be um, living there and planting a church and hopefully training other local workers to be missionaries to their own people. The policeman waved his orange baton, commanding the offending car to pull over. It was only a minor traffic infraction. Through an alcoholic haze, the drunk man behind the wheel could just make out the familiar blue uniform of the officer and the dreaded baton. Oh no, fear gripped his heart. If he stopped, he would be fined not only for the traffic infraction, but for being drunk too. No, he wasn't going to pay. In a delirium of panic, he careened around the barrier that divided the road and fled at top speed straight into the oncoming traffic. The streets were busy as usual. Motorcycles, tuk-tuks, bicycles, vendors, beggars, dogs, children. The man ran his vehicle headlong into several motorcycles before he came to a crashing halt. Mangled motorcycles, wounded people, and bodies marked his route. People appeared out of every alley and doorway, and they were furious. Some of them ran to the crumpled car and yanked the injured man out. (coughs) They began to beat him mercilessly. More and more gathered around him, and everyone was taking his turn. Some other men attempted to set the drunk man's car on fire, all while the wounded lay waiting for help. Just then, the police arrived and dispersed the angry mob, taking the now almost dead drunk driver into custody. Did the people who were beating the man get arrested too? I asked my language teacher the next morning. Funny you should ask, she replied. The lesson we will be reading today is about the law of the jungle. In our country, if you don't have money, you can't get justice. If you have a lot of money, you will win. The authorities help if they get enough bribe money from you. If poor people are wronged, stolen from, or have family members killed or kidnapped, they have to take the law into their own hands, and they are not punished for doing so. For example, if someone steals your purse or your motorcycle, and you can catch him, you can beat him to death. If he sneaks into your house at night to rob you, you can kill them for that too. If there are police around, they will interrupt the beating, and take the offender into custody, but if the offender has lots of money or powerful connections, he will be out of jail within an hour or two. The crazy thing is that 80% of the thieves, rapists, drug dealers, and drug addicts belong to gangs of young men who come from wealthy families or families of government officials. When they commit crimes, they get off very lightly. Wow! As a Westerner, it's hard for us to imagine such injustice. People here are dissatisfied and agitated. They want change and equality. But change is easier talked about than done. Added to the many other problems people here face, this magnifies our realization that we cannot rescue anyone from this corrupt system in which they must function. But fortunately, that isn't why we're here. We are here to introduce people to a mighty and loving God who will someday make all wrongs right. Someday He will wipe away all tears, and the downtrodden will be honored as children of the King. He will place crowns on their heads with His own hands. They will hear Him say, Well done, good and faithful servants, enter into the joy of your Lord.
1: God has many ways to help others. Sometimes He sends real angels, but sometimes He wants to use us. I would challenge each one of us today to begin to pray for God to open our eyes and show us
0: ways that we can help those in need. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. I'm James R. Kaczynski wishing you all of God's blessings.